This is John Byrne, the lead pastor here at Grace Fellowship, and this is the Grace Deep Dive Podcast, recorded deep in the depths of the Grace Fellowship basement here in Lakewood, Colorado. We dive a little deeper into Sunday sermon. I'm Johnny McCloskey, and I'll be your host on the Grace Deep Dive Podcast. Welcome back to the Grace Deep Dive Podcast. This is Johnny and John hanging out, um, talking, talking great things. Um, <laughs> yeah, is that what we're doing? We're I think, great I think we're going to talk great things coming up. Yeah. Hey, uh, John, speaking of uh, not talking great things, not recording great things, apparently your, your sermon did, it recorded, but it didn't, it didn't come out very well. I'm not saying that your sermon wasn't good. <laughs> What I'm trying to say is that uh, the audio wasn't good. The, the audio, content was good. Yeah, we had we had some technical technical difficulties, and we're trying to figure them out with the sound system. We had, you know, I went to to get it and post it and all that kind of stuff, and had really bad feedback in the recording, which we didn't have live, so it was kind of a weird thing. But whatever, whatever the case is, we're we're figuring it out. We recorded some stuff on Tuesday with the same kind of thing and it looks, sounds like it turned out okay kind of, so. yeah hopefully hopefully we'll get the next one yeah so, online so so sorry about sorry about that it's well, not we'll, online yeah no worries go ahead and just uh give us your sermon just, real quick all right yeah just, uh, we, right off the cuff go ahead and, yeah all right next uh 40 minutes <laughs> settle in yeah settle in we're gonna <laughs> no do you would you mind just kind of giving us a recap of yeah no of course you know we're going through this series uh you know uh grace defined and and we're really focusing in on our three core values um in the first week we talked about growth of community and you preached that sermon, Johnny, and and really the, the idea is, you know, we grow in our faith. We we are discipled within a community, and we need that community. It's a, it's an important aspect. It's a very I think essential aspect, along with of course scripture and and and, uh, and things like that in our discipleship process. And so, you we, we grow in community. That's how we grow with well, think, one another. Yeah, and I think a lot of people, you know, kind of assume that. Growth just takes place by listening to sermons, which it's osmosis. It's a, yeah, and it's helpful too. Yeah, but sure. Really, it's when you're rubbing, you know, rubbing elbows with in, yeah, Is real life it? issues, you yeah. know. Uh, that kind of stuff for sure. And, um, you know, sermons, sermons are helpful. I hope I, I spend a lot of time of course, on them. So, yeah. so I think they are helpful, but, but it's also that relational aspect. And so that's one of our core values, growth and community. And the main way we do that is through, uh, through, uh, life groups and, um, not the only way we do other things. Of course, sure, even sure. Sunday mornings are a part of that, but, um, but, but being in that life group. So, it's so not just important. one, you know, it's like, it's like working out. Yeah. You don't go to the gym and just do the bench press. Yeah. You gotta, you gotta do, do it all. You gotta do it all. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's cardio and there's different weights. So, yeah. So anyway, so so you can listen to Johnny's sermon and our and our a podcast from last week, uh, talking about that. And then and then uh, the second one is Gospel Impact, and and that was this last Sunday, the one the sermon that's not going to be put up on on online. Um, and and that's a super super important aspect of what we do. I mean, the the church is called to, to spread the gospel throughout the world. I mean, that's that's the mission that Jesus gave. Uh, to the world, but we talked about you know there was there was a couple different things that I think are really important. You know, one, the gospel is not a what; it's a who. It's Jesus. Right? He's the ultimate fulfillment of the gospel, and um, so so important. But the gospel is also both individual and social. It's it's an individual decision to receive the good news, but it also has social impact on the world around us and how we relate to others and um, and and the good we do in the world. Uh, you know, charity things like that. So, so super good. Um, not just charity. I should, I should go beyond that, but really ministering to people, uh, no matter what their situation in life is and, and having an impact on society. So, so it's both individual social, but then, then in addition to that, it's also physical and spiritual. There's a physical aspect. Jesus died physically, rose physically. Um, he entered this world, you know, the divine eternal son entered the world physically. Uh, there's a physical aspect to the gospel 
Um, but there's a spiritual aspect too. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll receive a spiritual body, um, you know, when we're uh, glorified and first Corinthians 15 talks about that. So, so those are kind of some of the things, you know, that, that we talked about, you know, the main point, if you had to sum it up, is this the whole, you know, and this is kind of how we define this value for grace is the whole church making an impact on the whole world with the whole gospel, both physically and spiritually in small and big ways. Mm. And so however, however, however we can do that in small ways and big ways, um, whatever our resources are to do that, we'll do that. But it's the whole church. It's you, it's I, it's, it's everybody listening to the podcast. It's the people sitting in the, in the seats and, uh, and then being scattered and going out into the world and making an impact on the whole world. You know, locally we do that. Uh, we do that internationally around the world as well. And so, and so that's a, that's a, a driving force uh, for us here at Grace, hmm. that's what well, John. You started to make, making me think about uh, our, our new bodies, and can we make a request? Uh, I, you know, I, you can make whatever yeah. request you want. I, I think I'd like maybe a little more uh, definition, maybe some more yeah. uh, higher metabolism would be great. Yeah, um, don't want to go to the gym though. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I, I want to sit on the couch and, yeah. and be ripped. I just want to look good. Yeah, I just want to look good. <laughs> I, I think I think I think I can ask for that. Yeah, you know, um, that's what we do in our spiritual lives too, though. We, we oh, want to yeah, be, right? be. I want to be a, a, a spiritual, you know, buff spiritually, and then we read this. We, we don't. We don't read God's word. We yeah. don't spend time for. Uh, right? uh, that's too but hard. God, but God, that's too heavy. That's too yeah. heavy of a, of a weight hard. to lift. Um, you did say just now that uh, the gospel is a who and not a what. Yeah. What, what is that kind of? Can you kind of expand on that a little bit? Yeah. I mean, this gets into some pretty. Can get into some pretty. Um, thoughtful, I guess, things that, uh, are pretty significant. You know, when we, when we talk about the gospel message, uh, the core of what that message is, is really found in one person and it's Jesus Christ. And that's, that's true. You know, Jesus is, uh, the new Israel. I mean, if you, if you look at how Matthew is structured, even, you know, Matthew in in a lot of ways kind of relives, the history of Israel and how it, and how it is structured. And, you know, even Jesus time in the wilderness, you know, kind of reflects that time in the wilderness after the Jews were, ex, uh, after the exodus from Egypt and, you know, just kind of these things, the way Matthew structured and, and, and the whole point of all that is that Jesus is like the new Israel. He is Israel in a sense and, um, on a, on a spiritual level. And, and, and the gospel message is Jesus. Without Jesus, there is no gospel message. Uh, he did the things he did because of who he is. Um, and so, and so, when we think about the gospel message, it's good to. There's content in it, right? That's really important. His death, his burial, his resurrection is super, super important. But those things happen because of who he is. He's he, special the, and unique. And he is, yeah, absolutely. He's special and unique. He is the divine, eternal Son of God. Um, Fully and God and fully man. Fully God, fully man. And and he made his righteousness um, was given to us in, in that gospel message. So, you know, again, he is righteous because of who he is. Um, he certainly lived that out, but, you know, in a, in a practical sense, but but it's because of who he is. And so the, the, the person of Jesus really is the gospel message. Mm. And the Old Testament looked forward to it. The Old Testament prophecies, you know, pr- prophesied about this Messiah. They might not have had all the details, but the Old Testament was was looking forward to this Messiah that would that would redeem the world and bring the world back in right relationship for those who put their faith and trust in Christ, back in right relationship with with God, the Creator of of, of the world. And so, it looked forward to that. And 
Um, and we see that in so many ways, whether it's the prophecies of Isaiah 7 and 9 or, or even all the way back to Genesis chapter 3, there was, there was a prophecy in the curse itself about, um, you know, about, about the, the serpent and, and the crushing the serpent's head with the heel of, of, of uh, the seed of Eve and all, the, all these things. You know, all the way back there, there was a plan of redemption in place. Yeah, yeah. yeah Genesis 3. And, um, and so, so that plan of redemption was put into place and Jesus is the centerpiece of that. And now we look back on that centerpiece and, and, and on, in one sense, and what, what a he blessing, did, what a blessing to be yeah, able to see back, yeah. to be able to see back. But we also look forward to a time when mm. that, when what was accomplished on the cross will be, will come to fruition completely and fully when Christ returns, set up, sets up to, you know, his kingdom and all those things the new heavens, and new earth and revelation 21 and 22. So the gospel is really all encompassing and it's all based on the person of Jesus Christ. Yeah. And even like the Old Testament was all pointed towards Christ. Like you're kind yeah. of mentioning. You know, I think it's kind of interesting too because I always look back. I look, because since we have hindsight, right? We have yeah. 2020 vision looking back. We go, oh, there's Jesus. Yeah, we of say course. that. I don't think that's really true, by the way. Yeah, yeah. But we have the ability we, to know, like, we know the story. We, we, know, we know a little bit more of the story. Yeah. But I never thought about it. And it's true that we, we still live in, in faith. I mean, we're still yeah. looking forward we to are. something that we don't know, but we do believe it. But we don't be, we're not able to see. We know clearly. it, but we haven't experienced it. Yeah, exactly. It's still yet to be experienced. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, you know, I was talking to my, my 19-year-old daughter, and she's kind of reading through the, the Bible and stuff and yeah. in the Old Testament. And I go, whoa, whoa, how, what do you think of that stuff? You know, yeah. like some of, not like, not like, you know, the story in Genesis and Exodus, you know, but like more like Leviticus. Yeah. And, you know, some of the the, the, the rituals. more passages. Yeah, and it's like, and she said, I think maybe she said this because I've said it before, but She's like, it just makes you appreciate Jesus so much more, yeah. you know, because you look at all these cleansing rituals and perfection and sacrificing and all that kind of stuff. And it's just a constant right. uh, trying to get your heart right before God, trying yeah. to be holy and pure. And, and, and then, but we point to Jesus and I mean, he does that all for us, yeah. you know? Well, and that's what's so important. Even the old Testament you and you said this, Johnny, and it's really good is, is even in the old Testament, the rituals, the sacrifices, all that stuff was, was the intent was to get their hearts right. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so even in the old Testament, you know, it's faith in Jesus didn't know who Jesus was, but it, it's faith in God's redemptive plan and how he would ultimately accomplish that was the point of all of that. The sacrificial law, all that kind of stuff was the point of pointing towards Jesus. And you read Galatians, you read Hebrews and they kind of, you know, explain that a little bit. Do you think that the fact that we have Jesus now, you know, obviously before then you, it was more of a fear thing, right? You, I mean, it was, it was, you wanted to get your heart right. You wanted to get rid of your sin. And so everyone did the sacrifices and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes I think it, it as, and you know, sometimes I think as Christians that we do, we, uh, have Jesus. And sometimes I think we may take him for granted a little bit at of times. Course. Um, why, why is that? Or how can we not do that? I mean, uh, we're, it's human nature. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Cause I I do, I still do it too. You know, I, I don't, um, yeah, I, I think you just kind of, you have to continue to go back to the gospel message and, and recognize that in that message, what did God do for you? And when we, when we take time to really consider that and the implications of that and the significance of that in our life, I think, I think uh, we can still become, we still are complacent in some ways, can be, um, but I think constantly going back is, helps, helps with that and helps us to, to really appreciate uh, the good, good news of the gospel, the grace and the mercy and the love that God has granted to us. Okay. You briefly mentioned uh, a little while ago talking about scripture and re- the importance of reading scripture, mm-hmm. and, and I was, my daughter's obviously going through it as well. And uh, the impact that we have through growth in 
you know, spiritually growing by reading God's word. Yeah. Um, is it a one and done thing? I mean, cause sometimes <laughs> I look at it and I go, you know what, John, I, I, I mean, honestly, sometimes there's part of me that does this where I go, yeah. I kind of know Philippians, <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't know very well, obviously, yeah. but I kind of know the big points and I, and I, and Philippians still can it. impact me, um, even without me reading it. Is it important that I continue to read it? That we continue to kind of constantly be reading a scripture if we have a pretty good general understanding? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and it's, I think we all fall into this, you know, it's like, oh, I've read this before. So I'm not gonna. Yeah, you start to see it coming. You're like, I know this. I know know this is going. Oh yeah, this is the woman at the well. I know that story. Everybody (laughs) always preaches on the woman at the well because it's really easy to preach on. And I've heard 27 sermons about this. Okay. I've read it 28 times and whatever. You know, I'm making up numbers. Okay. But you know, so we kind of look and we kind of. It's easy to skip over, right? But it's kind of like, yeah, you know, I I once had a good healthy meal. It was really good. You know, I had chicken and there was some spinach and, and I ate the spinach and, uh, you know, I had some, some rice with it or something and, or fruit or whatever. And it was, it was really good health. I had a healthy meal once. I don't need to eat healthy meals anymore. I know what it does for me. Well, that's ridiculous. Of course you got to continue to eat healthy meals, right? Yeah. If you don't continue to eat healthy meals, you're not going to be healthy. Have you had the meal before? Yes, you've had the meal before. Do you know what it tastes like? Yes, you know what it tastes like, more or less, right? But you still need the nutrients from that meal. And that's when we're, when we're, uh, God's word is, you know, um, uh, you know, I mean, Jesus even said it, right? Like man does not live by bread alone, right? But by every word. And, mm-hmm. and that's, we have God's word. We need to partake in that. We need to eat it, right? It nourishes us. And so, so have I read the Bible before? Yeah. Am I reading stuff I've already read? Yeah. Does it still nourish me? Yes. And mm. it's a good reminder. And I learn more every time, right? Uh, you know, every time I read scripture, oh man, I forgot about that story. Or I forgot about this aspect of that story. Or, or, or I learned something completely brand new where I, where I just go, oh, I never realized that that's what was going on in this passage or that, you know, th- there's all kinds of things that we constantly, constantly learn. And, and, you know, you look at scholars in, in the Bible, Old Testament scholars, New Testament scholars, um, things like that. You know? You're looking at me right now when you said that. Uh, was yeah. I, yeah. Uh, I'm sco- you call me a scholar. It was a mistake. It was a yeah, mistake. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know, guys like Craig Blomberg, who's been at our church and, and spoke, but is a world-class scholar and part of the NIV translation team and all these things. He continually reads the scripture. He continually that's interesting. Yeah, back. it's crazy, right? Yeah. And he goes back and he goes back to the Greek and reads it in Greek, you know, and it over and over and over again and studies it and, and still, you know, and he's, does he have a lot? Well, he has a lot less to learn about what's there than, than I do. I have a lot more to learn than he does, right? Um, but he's still studying it and reading it. And, and so, yeah, we need to do the same thing. Well, I think the beauty of, of you know, and I honestly, that, that, that does happen to me where I you know, go, oh, this is that passage. And I skim through it, skim right. through it, you know, like, or whatever. I know, I know how this goes. But the reality is, is, is God's word is living in and active. And he wants, he wants to. Which, by the way, Johnny just quoted scripture. Just I so just you know, did. Hebrews oh, yeah, chapter four. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. But see, I don't read Hebrews. <laughs> yeah, I already know it. Right? Yeah, yeah, I already know that one know piece, it, yeah. that one sentence. Right. But it's like, it's one of those things where I think. God, God desires that relationship. He, he wants us. Yeah. He wants to talk to us. Absolutely. You know, so he's talking to us through his scripture. And the cool thing is, as we grow and, and change and adapt, and and that's that that passage is going to mean something different every time to us. And that's and that's that whole you know. And part of that too is uh, you know, life experience changes how we view things. 
and how we understand things. Sometimes scripture, when we study it, when we know it, all of a sudden that scripture that maybe didn't mean a lot in the past, but we're familiar with it. And all of a sudden you have an experience in life and all of a sudden it becomes really applicable to where you're at. And so it, it grows you in that way too. And honestly, going back to that growth in community, if we're reading scripture and then coming together in community, sometimes we see aspects of the text through other people's eyes mm. that we didn't see and, and that allows us to grow as well. So, you know, they, they work hand in hand for sure. And even also like too, you know, you know, I was reading this and, and I think it would really, really apply to you. Yeah. You know, yeah, my, no- it, my knowledge of scripture might help you. Yeah. That I just read the experience it. that uh-huh. you are having right now. Yeah. yeah. Maybe God wants you to share it with somebody else. Um, John, you talked, we talked a little bit about, um, getting new bodies and all that kind of yeah. stuff. What was, why, you know, why we, you know, got, obviously you said that we are justified and we're given his righteousness, yeah. but we're not glorified yet. Yeah. I mean, why, I mean, what do you think the reason is? I mean, probably, obviously probably salvation, I guess would be the obvious answer, but save it in the world. But why are we still in these bodies that fail? You yeah. Know? Uh, morally. Yeah. <laughs> physically, but mostly morally. That's more actually where I'm. Well, I, I think a couple of things, you know, that are really important. And I don't know that I can fully answer that question. And it's not my place to, uh, you know, God knows what he's waiting to accomplish his will. Yeah. His will. Right. And what part of that, but I think I can make some general comments that might be helpful. And, and one of the, one of the things that we need to realize is that the world we live in was created with purpose and meaning in mind. Right. And, and at least part of that purpose and meaning was for God to be able to reveal himself through what he created, um, in, in, in a whole bunch of ways. One, his, his power and his majesty, you look at creation, you go, wow, it's amazing. It's unbelievable. Whether you're looking at, you know, the, the smallest, uh, cells of that make up, you know, trees, humans, whatever, or, or whether you're looking at the vastness of the universe and, um, and everything in between and, and to go, wow, God must be amazing and powerful. But it's also to reveal God's character. And part of that is the good that God has, that God has yet to do. Um, and I think that it, some of that salvation, some of that's continuing to draw people to himself and to his gospel message because his gospel, gospel message is good. It's, it shows God's kindness and God's mercy and God's love and God's grace and all of those aspects um, of God, even his righteousness and justness, like those are revealed in the gospel message. Um, and so those are good things about God that he's revealing to his creation and, and will continue to do that as redemptive history unfolds. Um, sometimes we don't even see all that, right? Cause we ask the question, well, you know, why is, why are things broken and why does God continue to let them to be broken? But because things are broken, we see aspects of God that we would never otherwise see. And we will never see in heaven. I would imagine uh, not in the same not, way, yeah, not yeah. In the same way. And that's so cool. I think that's awesome. Right. Yeah. And so, and so we, what would we know of God's grace if there was no need for grace? What would we know of God's, you know, redemptive powers and plan if there was no need for redemption? Um, you know, so some of that comes with the broken world we live in and us being broken. And because we live in a broken world, we see God's goodness in those areas. And we see the goodness of justice and the goodness of grace and mercy and the goodness of, of, of true sacrificial love expressed most fully through Jesus Christ. So, so all of those things play into that. So why, why does God let it continue to unfold and not just come now or whatever? Uh, you know, he's got more good to do and I don't, I don't know what it all is. I don't know how sure. it all plays out. Um, but you don't need to know it all. And I don't need to know. And, you know, and, and Peter talks about God is not, uh, um, you know, God's not slow in keeping his promises, but he's patient so that all might be saved. So there's definitely a salvation aspect to that. He's got more people to draw to himself mm. too. 
You know, I think there's something that's so cool, I think, when it comes to Adam and Eve and wanting to know the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah. And they finally, they do see it. Yeah. And it's, and initially it's like, oh no, this is not good. This yeah. is a bad, bad thing. And then God comes and redeems it. Yeah. But not completely. You know, he just partially redeems it. You know, yeah. obviously there's still good and evil existing. But I think there's something so cool that we are able to know. Yeah. I mean, we live with the knowledge of good and evil. Right. And yet we're able to love and serve mm-hmm. and enjoy him. And, you know, because Absolutely. of what he's done, because Absolutely. of the gospel impact in our lives. That's right. You know, and I think that's such a cool thing. I mean, there's there'll never be a, a time in my life where I get to lift up um, hands that are sinful, not sinful in the sense, but you know, like from a broken body, right. You know, in heaven, I'll be able to glorify him with my glorified body and it's going right. to be so awesome. But there's something cool about lifting up broken hands yeah. to, to a, to a savior. Right. You know, I think it's a, that to me, that's so powerful. Right. And, and, and it's almost like something we should be really striving for every day mm-hmm. to let that gospel impact our sinful self still. Well, and to let the the gospel impact the world around us too, right? Mm-hmm. We're the hands and feet of Jesus in, in so many different ways. And and to to recognize the gospel has impacted me in this way on an individual level. But part of how that works out socially is that is that then I go and scat, we scatter, the church scatters, and then we go and engage in the world. And we engage in the world with the, with the redemptive power of Jesus Christ. And that's that's a powerful message. That's why everybody's testimony is so important. That's, you know, here's what God has done. You know, but our testimony, our story points points back to God's story and saying, this is the greatness of God. And when we begin to do that and we see in all people the image of God and we and we minister to them to, to both their physical needs and then also to their spiritual needs. Right. Because it's both physical and spiritual. Uh, the gospel is. And so and so understanding that and not falling off the way in one side or the other and, and going, it's 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 both. And but it ultimately is found. The power of it's found in the person of Jesus Christ. So you said both, both, and trying to not be both just too spiritual or, or too physical, right? Yeah. Well, and honestly, in some ways, that's probably not. It's it's a little bit of a false false dichotomy to say the physical is not spiritual, you know. But but the point is that because I think it is. There's the physical is spiritual, but. Um, you know, but trying to make the point that there's, there's the physical is an aspect of the gospel. It, it impacts our physical world, but it impacts our souls and our hearts and our minds as well, which are a spiritual thing. Do you think sometimes, um, is, you know, I don't know if you're bringing up this, um, dichotomy for any, any particular reason, but is there, is it sometimes because sometimes we can try to be too like social gospel or whatever, yes, like, exactly. too much, uh, actual physical work, but we're not really worried about our morality or well, we're not so even focused on our morality or redemption. Or, yeah. We're so focused on our own selves too, that there's, we don't, um, we're not the hands and the yeah, feet doing absolutely. actual, is that what, kind of why you're saying exactly. that? Like there's, you know, the social gospel back in the day and it's kind of taken on new is terms. That kind of, what is so, social gospel? Anyways? Social gospels. Let's just help the poor. You know, that, but that's as far as it goes. Let's just help the poor. Let's just, but let's they're just not make doing their, what else? Where but else? they're not, they're not addressing the spiritual need that they have because of their brokenness and fallenness spiritually. And they don't address the sin problem that people have and, and offer redemption through Jesus Christ and, and an eternal glory that, you know, our redeemed selves will experience and being united with Jesus. So we can help somebody feel better fit in this, in this fallen world. We can comfort them. We can give them food. We can give them shelter. We can do all these things, right? And they all look really wonderful and good, and they are wonderful and good. And then we leave them lost. And we're not the, on, healing on the, them. Yeah, we're not. We're not. We're not allowing uh, God to to redeem their hearts and their minds and their souls uh, for the glory of God. And and to leave either one out is a problem. You know, if we leave out the the gospel and the spiritual side of that, then 
all we've done is all we've done is comfort somebody in their in their suffering that will last for eternity. So if we if we medicate and we bandage up, you know, do those physical things, but we never take them to the actual healer. We never take them to the cross. Then yeah. we were hurting them. In the the, long we're run. harming them. Yeah, yeah. It's it's it's. Uh, I mean, one of the quotes that I shared on Sunday, and since it's not recorded, I'll maybe, uh, you know, bring it up again here. It might take me a second, but but you know, is this whole idea that we can fall off the wagon, and we can also fall off the other side too. Yeah, right? what's that? What's that kind of look like? So spending too much time with the the you know with the healer, but not going out and bringing more people to him kind of thing or no, it's, it's even proclaiming the gospel message, but not never ministering to the physical needs that people have. Right. So we can, we, we go to the homeless shelter and, and, and we go, we go, Hey man, you need Jesus, but I'm not going to give you food. Mm. You know, like that doesn't No, I mean that, you know, James, the half brother of Jesus talks about that. And he goes, you know, we say, go be warm and be filled. And it's sarcasm. You know, let God do it. Is if you look at the text, there's kind of this divine passive. It's called in the te- in that in that verse, and it's let God, you know, you know, fill you. But I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to yeah. minister He'll your physical you needs. Food. Yeah. yeah, and so and so it's 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 either if we fall off the bandwagon on, or the wagon on either side of that, we they're we not are, good. You know, I, go while you're looking for that quote. I was, I was it kind of made me think about Peter. I think Peter was good at doing both. Yeah, because there was times where. Peter would go and heal the sick and, and you know, and, and help. And I don't know if he, if there's particular mention of him feeding anybody, but he was doing a lot of physical stuff, but there's also some points too, where he would even say, you know, I food or water, I do not have or whatever. Right. But I, but, but I, I do give you give what you, I have. I give you this, uh, and you know, the love of Jesus, you know, like right. kind of the message of the cross. Yeah. So you kind of see both, you know? Yeah. But, but he's saying, look, I'd, I'd give this to you, but I don't have it. Okay. Right? Like, I don't have the food or water to give to you. I'd give that to you. But I don't have it. But okay. I have something else that's really important that you need, and I'm going to give that to you. So, so Peter, in that instance, is giving what we have. And here's the thing. We might not always have the resources to provide food or, or shelter or whatever, but we always have the gospel. And we can always give the gospel. And that is, that is a, a redemptive thing, too. So, yeah, yeah, Russell Moore, uh, you know, I'll maybe share two quotes from him because I think they're both really good and kind of speak to the same issue. Um, you know, in his book Onward, which is a great book. But, you know, he says this, the Bible shows us from the beginning that the scope of the curse is holistic in its destruction. And the Bible shows us in the end that the gospel is holistic in its restoration. In other words, he's saying it's, it's physical and it's spiritual in both cases. Um, bo- both, the, you know, both the curse is, is physical and it's spiritual and both. And, and in the end, the restoration is both physical and spiritual. We see new heavens and new earth. And then he later says, um, any Christian witness that doesn't start and finish with the gospel is unspeakably cruel. In fact, devilish. The devil wishes to assure some people that there's no need for repentance and others that there's no hope for mercy. In other words, you know, you don't need Jesus. You don't need the gospel. You don't need the cross. You know, that, that devil loves that. But the devil also loves it when we, when we don't, uh, you know, he wants to convince people that, oh, you know, there's, there's, there's no hope for mercy either. You know, we're, we don't need to provide for your physical needs. There's no restoration for that well, either. I think sometimes, yeah, like when it comes to physical needs, I think, I'm not, I'm not saying it's like a, a vice, but sometimes when you have what you're body was craving, whether it's hunger or sleep or shelter, or even just a distraction, you know, when you get that thing, then you don't need the healing anymore because you, you are distracted. You've gotten what you need. So sometimes we have to be, you know, not obviously not be careful with providing physical needs, but the real reality is there is some sort of, there is a temptation now that I'm full, now that I'm fed, now that I'm clothed, I don't need anymore. And yeah. it's almost like we still need to be pointing them back to the cross all the time. Right. right. Well, let's think about it this way. When we go and we heal the sick in this world, 
we're pointing to the ultimate healing that Jesus will give us where there will be no more sickness in, in, in eternity future, right? When we feed the poor in this world, we're pointing to the future that, that God will redeem and restore all things and that there will be food for everyone. Everyone will be well fed. When we put people in, in, in shelters and, and protect them from, from the, the elements of, of the world we live in, we're pointing to the fact that in the end, God will provide the shelter that we need and everybody will have it, right? So when we do those, meet those physical needs, we're pointing to a future reality for eternity that, that, you know, that, that awaits us, that there will be no more injustice of any kind. And so, you know, so we, we talk about the social gospel. Now we talk about a lot about social justice and they're kind of, hmm. they're pretty, pretty much one and the same. And, and again, it's, it's not that we don't participate in social justice issues, but we always point back to the gospel that redeems us spiritually as well. I think the, the beauty of kind of what I think what you're saying is um, here's a temporary fix. But we offer, but there's, but there's Jesus, an ultimate fix. A, there's a permanent fix, yeah. and it's going to be one day. And and you, this temporary fix is going to satisfy you for this moment. But I really want you to focus on something greater down the road. Absolutely, uh, John. So I, I think, uh, you know, I, I think I was great. I love that. Um, <laughs> I was going to ask you another question, but I think I'm good. You think you're good? I think I was good. I think it's going to it, more deter it um, and move us away. I, yeah. I think I was great. Um, do you have any? You mentioned onward. Yeah. It's a book I know that you're reading right now. Yeah, Russell other- Moore wrote that book. It's really, really good. Another great resource is uh, J.D. Greer's um, uh, Gospel. It's just titled titled Gospel. That's, Greer, that's is that G-R-E-E-R? No, it's, I forget how you spell his okay. name. It's like but- G-R-E-A-R or something like that. Okay. Um, but if you just type J.D. into Amazon okay. and, and Gospel, you'll probably, probably find it. Um, but it's, yeah, so that's, so that's a good book as well. And, and obviously the, you know, always scripture, right. Always going back to scripture, but, but these are, these even are if I've thoughtful, read it, John, even if I've read yeah, it. even if you've read it, but these are thoughtful, um, people who, who comment on the gospel and, and especially how we engage, we engage in the world with it. And so I think those are really good resources, you know, and also if you have any questions at all, uh, as you're listening to this podcast, please go ahead and, um, Email us at podcast. Yeah, yeah just podcast at gfol.org. Uh, we'd love to, you know, if you have questions about this podcast or one before, we'd love to answer it for you. Yeah. Um, John, what's the big idea for this week? Yeah, the big idea is the whole church making an impact on the whole world with the whole gospel, both physically and spiritually in small and big ways. Thank you for joining us on the Grace Deep Dive podcast, where we believe in real grace for real living. We'll see you next week.